I say wisdom. Wisdom. Here's the thing with it. It's a wisdom that morality can't cover. I mean, uh, okay, Lord, help me. I'm ringing. Stop this ringing. Oh, that's going to drive me nuts. Why am I ringing? Are the monitors on? Is it ringing? Is it ringing? Is it? Okay, 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 okay. That would drive me nuts. Um, it's easy to determine right from wrong, moral wrong, moral, moral wrong, and moral right. That's easy. Uh, so when things come up and it's just right or wrong, that's, a, that's an easy choice to make. But when it it's not, has anything to do with right or wrong, it's just which way should you go? Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? It's like, it's like saying there's no right or wrong in having two jobs offers. Which one do you take? Okay, you guys get it. It's no right or wrong for buying that house or buying that car or, see, there's no right and wrong in that. Just which way do you go? Which, which, how do you make those decisions when, I, when morality isn't involved? It's not a right or wrong. It's just, should I, should I marry that one or that one, you know? <laughs> <laughs> if you got too many choices, that's bad, but... But you know what I'm saying, you know what I mean? How, how do you pick the right thing to do? So if I started looking at it, I'm like, okay. So I, I started getting these steps of, of wisdom. And the first one I want to talk about is self-control. Because without self-control, you'll never make sound decisions. All right? So, so to do that, I started looking at the book of Proverbs. Now, here's the thing about the book of Proverbs. It... It doesn't necessarily tell you how to make good choices. It tells you how to be the person that makes good choices. All right. It doesn't tell you the choices to make. It, 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 some it does. It, it mentions something it suggests you should do. But really, it's trying to create the person that makes sound decisions when you look at the book of Proverbs. And so I started to look at it. So then, Auntie, we go Proverbs, what is 1810? Yes. Go. The name of the Lord is a fortified tower. The name of the Lord is a fortified tower. Everybody see that? Yeah. And the righteous run into it and they're safe. Yeah. I, I was thinking, what does it mean to run into the tower? Okay, back in the day, towers were, were, sense, were, were, were uh, forms of protection. If you got into the tower and, and you were safe because it was up off the ground, it was well fortified, people couldn't get to you. So they would run to the name of the Lord is a tower mm -hmm. that you run into. To run into the tower, it, it's, 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 it's like this. To run into the tower, it, it's telling yourself the truth about God. Meaning this. Remember when Jesus was on a boat with the disciples and the storm hit, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's a big storm. It was so much so that it scared Peter. Now, Peter was a fisherman. I'm sure he was used to storms, but he was even nervous. Everybody was nervous. They thought they were going to die. And Jesus, it, the Bible made it so, it was such an exaggeration because Jesus was not only calm, he was asleep. Yes, he was. And so G, they wake Jesus up out of sleep. Jesus gets up, calms the storm. He turns to them and goes, he didn't say you have no faith. He said, where is your faith? You should have brought it out right here. Mm-hmm. What? I'm not going to die in a storm. I'm going to die on a cross. Right, right. I'm not, you, long as you're with me, you're safe. And he's saying, why didn't you bring your faith out? It's not, 
you, you weren't going to die. I know the circumstances look like it, but you weren't going to die. He, you are totally safe with me. You are totally safe in this situation because I, what, I was expecting you to respond the right way. Mm-hmm. See, see, to run into the Lord is to, is, to have, is to forcefully have that conversation with yourself when things go bad. Yeah, it helps you calm down. Amen. It helps you begin to develop self-control. Amen. The next piece of that is, is it, you have to convert your soul into love. The thing you love the most, you're going to put everything into it, right? And so I can't help but think if, if Jonathan Edwards says the will, you really don't have a will, meaning you, you don't go outside of your will. You do whatever you want to do. If, if someone comes up behind you, sticks a gun in your back, and says, hey, give me your wallet, then you're going to say, I gave him my wallet. I didn't have a choice. Yes, you did. You could have not gave him the wallet. Here's your choice. You wanted to live more than you wanted to keep your wallet. Mm-hmm. So Jonathan Edwards believed that you really, your will is you really do everything you want to do. So that's right and wrong. So if you really love something, you're going to put everything into it. And what's going to happen is if you really love the Lord, it's going to develop something in you. It's going to develop this self-control. Because as you love the Lord, you begin to learn more. He begins to show you more. And then what happens is you begin to respond differently. You, be, you begin to deal with things differently the way he wants you to do. And then you begin to calm down. And then you begin to live a life a certain way. And then you begin to say, you know what? Self-control I must have. Not getting no amens because you know it's hard. See, self-control is this. It's it's picking the most important things over the most urgent things. All right. You go, that sounds the same. No, it's not. Some things are to you are so urgent, but in the in the in the long run, they're not important. Mm-hmm. Some, some temporary pleasure or temporary thing or temporary uh, 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 help for you might not necessarily be a good thing in the long run. It's kind of like going out on a really night, on a night and just saying, hey, I'm going to get drunk tonight. <laughs> I, got, I got some stress going on. It's, it's urgent. And, and I just really believe because of my urgency, which is really my flesh out of control, I, I'm going to go out and I'm going to hit the bar and I'm just going to, Drink myself happy. Now, we know that don't never happen. Especially when you get a DUI on the way home. Or you wake up with some monster land next to you. <laughs> don't know how they got there. Never, never happened to me, but I'm saying this is probably happened to you. <laughs> so, so here it is. That to you right there was an urgent matter, but in the long run, that's not, that's not the most important thing, because the most important thing is keeping your license, keeping your family, not killing somebody because you're drunk and driving. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Self-control is how you make sound decisions. It's picking the most important thing over the thing you think is really urgent right now. It's being able to look, look at the thing. I always tell you guys, step back away from it and look at the broader scope of this thing. And in this one brief urgent matter how important really is it in the long run though 
Self-control is picking the most important thing, not the most urgent. Because the most urgent thing can get you in trouble. Amen. The most urgent thing can get you to spend money you don't have. Amen. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Oh, man. Amazon I, I, is the devil, I'm telling you. It really is. Because <laughs> some kind of way, through magic, you just swipe it and then be at your house in a couple of days. Oh, you forgot it's coming out your bank account, right? <laughs> and so then people are going over the bills, husband and wife. Are, are you still Amazoning? Yes. Oh, trucks are flying around my neighborhood all the time, man. Just dropping off stuff. And then you feel like Christmas when you get it. My Amazon is here. <laughs> and it's like, you pay for that. Right. Self-control says, man, dude, when your kids are flashing pizza all in your face, ice cream and all this stuff, and I'm saying no. Why? Because, oh, it's urgent. I want to lick that whole pizza. <laughs> I don't want to eat it, just let me lick it. All right? And then I want to lick all those donuts in that case. I don't want to eat them, I just want to lick them, put them back. <laughs> I don't want the calories, I just want to <laughs> But in the long run, hallelujah somebody, in the long run, man, that's not good for me. Right. See, it's picking the most important thing over the most urgent thing. That's what self-control is. And then what happens is when we run into the Lord, it, it gives us something. We realize that we're saved, so we have to have the conversation with ourselves forcefully. Tell yourself the truth and tell yourself that no, my soul is now being converted by love. So therefore, I know what's urgent in my mind right now. But in the long, that's like, the, that's like somebody who comes to you and they, and they, they tell you all the right stuff and he, and, he, and, he, and he shows you things and he does other things. But you know in the long run this ain't going to work. So what's most urgent and what's most important? Amen. That's self-control. I see where we go. The wealth of the rich is their fortified city. They imagine it a wall too high to scale. See, the wealth of the rich, the wealth for rich people, that is their safe place. That's the thing that they run into. When you look at the, the term walls in the Bible, a city without walls in the old days was very, it was an accident waiting to happen. Yes, it was. Because back then, everybody got attacked. Hallelujah, somebody. Mm -hmm. You didn't go grocery shopping or you didn't go to Home Depot to get stuff. You went to the next village and just took their stuff. <laughs> yeah. Amen, amen, somebody. Mm -hmm. So whenever you seen a city, it always had walls around it. So we don't do that anymore. But back in the day, they had walls. Walls meant civilization. Walls meant protection. Amen. Walls meant that on the inside of that, everything is functioning the right way and people are good. When, when, when armies would attack and people lived outside the wall, they would run into the walls mm -hmm. to be safe. See, this term, it doesn't really sit with us now because we don't have to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. But back then, a, a city without a wall is dead. Mm -hmm. But see, the wealthy people think that their money is their safety. Mm -hmm. And I go, before we start picking on wealthy people, all of us have things we think keep us safe, that we run into. 
that's in right. times of trouble. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. Anything that you run into that's not God is going to present a habit in your life, a bad one. Mm -hmm. It's going it's it's to really develop a, a dependency on something that might not be good. See, some people's wall might be relationships. Some people's wall might be medi uh, uh, med medicating themselves. Or some people's wall might be uh, alcoholism. Or some people's wall might be anger. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Some people's walls might be spending money. Whatever, whatever the thing is that, that, that helps calm your urgent matter mm -hmm. can begin to be an addictive behavior in you. Amen. My brain is so crazy. I, I, I'm trying to, trying to get this where you guys can get it. My brain is... So wealthy people, they think that that will keep them safe. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. When really, the only walls that keep you safe is running into the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. That's how you begin to have self-control. Because all these other things around you that you run to, they bother you. They run out. They, they disappoint you. And then what happens is you start to get shaky, and then you start to lose self-control, and you start making decisions you should not make. Amen. Based on urgent matters, not important ones. Thank you, Jesus. Auntie, where are we? Before a downfall, the heart is haughty, but humility comes before honor. Let me, let me read my translation. I like mine. It says, a proud person will soon be ruined, mm -hmm. but a humble person will be honored. Mm -hmm. Someone who's proud is out of control. Amen thinking that they're more than they really are, you know what I mean? And, and it's, it's not, and see, because you know what I can't, proud people, you can't tell them anything. Right. You know, I always, I got somebody I know, I always use this line when he starts talking, smartest guy in the room, man. No matter what the subject is, he knows better than everybody. Mm -hmm. And I hope you hear this, because you know I'm talking about you. <laughs> Smartest guy in the room. Okay. All right. Smartest guy in the room. Okay. Oh, no. Statistics say smartest guy in the room. <laughs> Can't tell you nothing, dude. I'll lose him, huh? See, when you get a lot of information, you start to feel, okay, I know a little bit. And, I mean, I know a little bit, but then God always reminds me, you don't really know enough. So my thing is, in order to continue to go forward, you got to listen sometimes. Amen. But man, and I'm saying proud people are out of control. They have no self-control. Yep, Hallelujah. Somebody can't Amen. tell them nothing. So when some, you, meet, you got people you know like that, just do it. Smartest person in the room. <laughs> All the time. Got to be the smartest. Yep. Yeah, I'm talking about you. <laughs> I love you. You're my boy, but I'm talking about you. Next verse. To answer before listening, that is folly and shame. It says, let people finish speaking before you answer them. That way you will not be, in, you won't embarrass yourself and look like a fool. That's my translation. Hallelujah, somebody. It's like, man, see, this is what most people do. It's out of control, too. When someone's talking, they hear the first three words, and then they start thinking about their rebuttal and what they're going to say. <laughs> what they're going to say back. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. It's like, man, you got to hear it all out before you start running your mouth. Mm -hmm. Control yourself. Amen. Especially when you're in a disappointment argument or, or a disagreement or something. You really got to listen for a second. 
You have to control yourself. Hear the thing out first. It, you'll probably settle it quicker if you, if you stop talking at each other and start talking with each other. Amen. You got to hear them out first. But normally it's, no, you always, oh, okay, I'm always blah, 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 blah. He was, and then the person, like I was going to say, you were always there for me. <laughs> Running your big mouth. Smartest person in the room, man. Proverbs 23, auntie, and 19, let's move forward. Listen, my son, and be wise. Yeah, listen now, listen, come on. And set your heart on the right path. Okay, now listen. Listen to this and put your heart on the right path. Careful to follow this. This is the right path to go. Go. Do not join those who drink too much wine or yeah. gorge themselves on meat. It says do not hang out with people who can't control themselves. Amen. Can't control their urges. People always hit me with this. They go, man, but see, I really thought I, they needed my help. Some people do need your help, but you're not going to help everybody. Amen. The Bible clearly says there's some people you need to stay away from. That's right. Take, stay away from people who drink too much and they gorge themselves. Amen. This is why. Go, Auntie. For drunkards and gluttons become poor. Because and they're not going anywhere. Rags. They're not going anywhere. They sleep too much and they end up wearing rags. You know how you are on Thanksgiving after your third plate. <laughs> what do you do? You, you sit somewhere on the couch, complain you eat, you ate too much. You watch football, your pants are open, you're sitting there. Just... <laughs> you, if somebody broke in the house, you couldn't do nothing about it. <laughs> you know it. You're just sitting there, just, just man, you, man, when you go on a cruise, they feed you to death. And it's like they got. Breakfast, then brunch, then lunch. I'm like, wait a minute, that was like an hour and a half ago. Yes, do you want something? Yes. <laughs> Knowing you fool, hallelujah, somebody. What he's saying is anybody who can't control themselves, don't hang out with them. And anybody who drink too much or they just can't do, see, because the reason why they're not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. They're not going anywhere. What's the most urgent thing and what's the most important thing? All right. Let me tell you something. You are who you hang around. That's so true. That's so true. Amen. You are who you hang around. If you hang around winners, you're going to be a winner. If you hang around losers, you're going to be a loser. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says, do not be unequally yoked. And I totally agree with that. Amen. That means that, man, if, if you're going this way and you're loving the Lord and all that, you better get somebody who's doing it too. Amen. But... If you a crackhead, you better fall in love with a crackhead, I'm telling you. <laughs> it didn't say you had to be unequally yoked the right way. It just says you don't be unequally yoked. So if you a drunk, go find you a drunk. Don't find nobody sober. Right, Come on, somebody. That's right. You messed life up. So my thing is if you are someone who's trying to build life or something like that, don't. Get with somebody who can't even hold a job. And can't, hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. See, it's saying, man, don't hang out with people who can't control themselves. Mm-hmm. They're out of control. They drink too much. They eat too much, and they're going nowhere. They're gonna, they're gonna end up in rags. They're gonna end up with no future, no nothing. Thank you, Jesus. 
You guys mad at me? Like, I wrote it. I didn't write this. <laughs> you're, always, you're always killing the messenger. Why do you get mad at me? I'm not, you see, Proverbs, it's not Kenan 23, 21. I didn't write this. <laughs> Proverbs, RT, let's go forward. It ain't like that one. Proverbs 25, 28, what does it say? Like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. A person who, see, we talked about the walls. So listen, your walls might be up, but it might be areas of weakness. It might have areas of breach, and it can still get in. You might have some wall up, but you got these areas where there's cracks in it, and there's a hole in the wall, and armies can still get in there. Mm -hmm. It's like a city that walls are broken. They got walls up, but they're broken. That's the person who lacks self-control. Because every time something happens, their anger shoots them over the roof, and then they do something stupid. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So growing up angry like I did, angry at my father, angry at my circumstances, angry because I had to be where I was growing up and where I was living. Then all of a sudden I realized something from conversation. I don't have to be this way. What, that, what, what am I protecting myself from? Because the Lord protects me now. I ran into him. I run into those walls and I don't have to be walking around angry no more. Because people go, oh no, I'm like that because my mom's like that. My grandma's like that. You don't have to be like that. That's right. Amen. Somebody break the cycle, man. Amen. I, got, I had a horrible dad. God bless him. But man, I'm not. Amen. Break the cycle. Amen. I grew up in an alcoholic family. So stop it. You stop it. Amen. My family was racist. Are you? Amen. Come on now. Come on. Amen. Like a city whose walls, they're up, but they're broken. You, that's people who lack self, they lack self, they lack self-control in certain areas. Mm -hmm. And then there's always a breach. They get so lonely that they take something better than nothing, and the something that they take ain't worth nothing. Amen. Amen. It's a breach. It, they, what happens is it gets a little hard and they get attacked in a certain spot and then they, they turn back to alcohol or, or they, they run to some kind of substance or, they, or they, just, they, get, they close down and won't talk to anybody. See, everybody runs into something. Mm -hmm. Amen. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. So a person who, remember how important walls are to cities. If it's broken, that's someone who lacks self-control. So how are you going to make a sound decision? How are you going to do the most important thing over the most urgent thing? Because when you don't have self-control, everything is going to be urgent. It's going to be urgent and right now. But really, it should be what's important and what's better in the long run. Amen. Some things isn't sin. It isn't, it isn't as simple as sin. It's, it's, it, what, my family moving back here. What's the right and wrong in that? God's in California. God's here. What, what's, the, what's the right and wrong? Just what should we do? Amen. So what's urgent? Well, what's urgent is my brother getting better. But what's better in the long? Hallelujah. What's, Amen. What's important, though? What's important? Man, trust me. Palm trees are so nice. Yes, they are. <laughs> I've been out to California so much. I love the weather, man. Amen. It never rains in Southern California. Tony, Tony, Tony. <laughs> but what's the most important thing? What's urgent? I can't stand the cold. 
What's urgent? I don't really like Emily City. What's urgent? I, I, man, I'm so sick and waking up, freezing, hitting my thing, trying to get the temperature up in the house. What's urgent? I'm tired of throwing on coats and jackets. And, and man, thank God for the sunlight. We haven't seen that in a couple of weeks. Yeah. What's urgent is to get out of that and go be somewhere warm. But what's important? Right, right, right. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Don't make decisions off of what you think is urgent. Wait a minute and do what's important. That's someone who has self-control. Amen. So how are you going to make a sound decision when everything to you is urgent? I'm trying to help. <laughs> you help. <laughs> I'm trying to help you guys. You guys mad. You guys don't like me today. Auntie, where we at? Titus 2 and 2. Now let's go to Titus. Let me show you something. This is very interesting. And Titus is a book that doesn't get read much, but I like it. Titus 2 and 2, go. Teach the older men to be temperate. Teach the older men? You can't teach older men. They're the smartest guys in the room. <laughs> older dudes, man, they don't, I mean, we don't read instruction books. <laughs> man, I remember one time I was, I was facing my toilet uh, top and and I'm like, man, this thing won't come off. And man, push coming to shove. My grandfather always taught me, hit it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, granddad, this thing ain't going in. Get that sludge hammer, hit it. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, you were there. You know, it, hitting it would fix everything. So I'm like, okay, I'm about to hit this thing. So I go downstairs to get my stuff to hit it. And I come back up, and then something goes, would you please read? <laughs> Before you start hitting stuff. And I, and, I, and I remember I found the thing and I looked at, oh, you twisted. <laughs> I was about to hit the heck out of this thing. <laughs> just twist it. And then the wives would be sitting there going, he just don't never, he gets on my nerves. And the guy's like, I don't need that. <laughs> oh, te te you gotta still teach older men would you please wise up? Have some self-control. Because I know you live life, and I know you think you know, but we can always learn. Amen. Hallelujah, somebody. It says, teach the older men to have self-control, to be serious and to be wise. They must be strong in faith and love and in patience. Yes. Glory, glory. Auntie, come on. Likewise, teach the older women to be reverent in the way they live. It says, listen, you got to teach the older women to live the way they should serve, the, the way those who serve the Lord should live. I like this part, Auntie. They yeah. should not go around saying bad things about others. Right, right. They should not go around gossiping. Right, right. Amen. Amen. Come on, ladies. Until you read it so they can be mad at you, go. Likewise, <laughs> likewise, teach the older women to be reverent in the way they live, not to be slanderers or addicted to much wine, but to teach what is good. Don't be drunk and luscious at home talking about everybody. Hallelujah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it says. Come on now. <laughs> you at home with glasses of Chardonnay running your mouth. <laughs> about stuff you don't know. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. 
It says behave yourself. <laughs> Have some self-control. Some people are easy to talk about, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, they give you plenty of ammunition. <laughs> like, man, just look at this fool, man. Yeah. And it's like, man, it's just something about it. I just, I just stay quiet. Yeah. Now, on the inside, I'm bubbling. But I'm not saying it. Uh, hallelujah, somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. It says you got to listen. Control yourself. Have some self-control. Auntie, why? Then they can urge the younger women to love their husbands because and children. Because how you, you, you don't understand something. That your, your behavior is a direct reflection of the people up under you and how they should be. Amen. I can't stand parents who get mad at their children for cursing and they curse at home all day. I'm going to wash your mouth out. So wash your mouth. They're getting it from you. Amen. Man, it's, it's like, man, I do not use language in my house. Hallelujah. Huh? Therefore, Courtney doesn't. Julian doesn't. And it's like, man, it, I tell Julian all the time, do your friends use bad language? He goes, yeah, sometimes. I'm like, dude, you know what? You might have said some things. I'm not stupid. But what I am saying is this. Let's be bigger. Amen. You know what people who use a lot of bad language, you know what it really is? They, don't have, they have a poor vocabulary. Amen. They can't express themselves without it. Right. Now, sometimes it fits. <laughs> <laughs> what you call me? You, sometimes it fits. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. I know you guys blurt every once in a while. You can't help it. That's the only, that's the only rebuttal you had. <laughs> <laughs> but while you're doing that, you got to remember something. Your children, your grandchildren look to you. Amen. It says the reason why you need self-control is because how are you going to teach self-control to others? And sometimes we teach without saying a word. They're just watching. Amen. So I got parents that are so mad. Oh, I can't. What? Don't you ever say that effing word again. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Control yourself. Come on now. Amen. So control yourself because you're, you're, someone's watching you. Amen. And don't, don't get them to do what I say, not as I do. Don't. Yeah. It don't work. Hallelujah, somebody. Auntie, come on. To be self-controlled and pure, to be busy at home, to be kind, and to be subject to their husbands. Man, that's a great wife. Teach yourself how to be self-controlled, be busy doing what you do, and then you know what? Just love your husband. He'll bring his butt home to you, I promise. Yeah, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Remember we talked about Mona Lisa in the frame? I mean, be Mona. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I think I'm up. So that no one will malign the word of God. Yeah. Similarly, encourage the young men to be self-controlled. It says now you got to encourage these young guys to have some self-control. Have some self-control. What does that mean? Well, I told you what it meant. It means we run into the Lord. Everybody say amen. amen. And then once we get there, we really we have the conversation with ourselves. And then we begin to transfer our soul with love. And that helps us have self-control. Yes. Amen, baby. Man, there's times, man, I just want to just go off the deep end. And then uh, uh, so many things flash through my mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she laughed because she's there a lot. 
And she seen me go. And here's Courtney's word. Dad, you got a lot of willpower. <laughs> I go, no, I don't. No, I don't. I just love the Lord. I really do. I'm not, I'm not perfect, guys. I'm, in fact, I'm very flawed. But I do love the Lord, and I've realized something. I realized something. I realized that that's the thing that I always run into. Yes. To be safe. Yes. Glory. Auntie, go. In everything, set them an example by doing what is good. In everything? In everything. In everything, do, do what? Set them an example by controlling yourself? Mm-hmm. In your teaching, show integrity and seriousness? Yes. They gotta see, they gotta see you in control. Your kids gotta see you in control. Your coworkers need to see you in control. People out on the street need to see you in control. Somebody's got to be. It's a bunch of crazy people walking around the street. Yes, it is. There's some psychos running around the street, man. Yes, it We is. don't have the places to send them anymore. Right. So they're walking the streets. So you better, so somebody cuts you off, flips you off, lays on the horn. Oh, man, that drives me nuts. Don't blow at me. I don't blow at anybody. If somebody's at a light and they won't go, I might complain. Would you please go? But I'm not going to blow. Mm -hmm. I think it's so rude, man. Mm -hmm. I just hate it. And when somebody do me, oh, I want to pull over. <laughs> you blow, they blowing at me, Courtney. <laughs> I mean, Courtney, they blowing at me. <laughs> I would turn this truck around. <laughs> I hate it. Don't, don't you beep at me. <laughs> Especially if they got one of them. Like, beep. Oh, I can't take it. <laughs> do not blow at me. I'm going. I didn't see it. <laughs> but then what happens is you gotta, there's a bunch of crazy people out here. So urgent is you're blowing at me and I have an attitude and my pride is involved. But that's urgent. But what's important is, man, I ain't gonna have you hurt me or me hurt you. Right, right, right. Urgent, important. Urgent, what's important? In order to have, to make the decision of what's important, you got to be in control. Amen. How? Because I run into the Lord, man. And then I have to talk, to talk with myself. And then I love him, actually, and so I'm trying to maintain. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. My mom called me the other day. Oh, she might hear this. <laughs> you going to get it? Like, you go get it. All right, mom. All right, mom. <laughs> you know what I meant. And my mom, she said that this lady cut her off. She's waiting to get in the spot. And, and she's like, you would have been proud of me. <laughs> so my mom is rowdy. People go, who did you get that from, your dad? Nope. <laughs> my mom is rowdy. Always looking for a beef. Always ready to scrap. <laughs> my mother will pull her wig off in a minute. <laughs> okay, all right, she'll snatch. What? Oh, mom, listen. Mom, all they said was they didn't have chocolate. I'm sorry, mom, you know I love you. 
It's true, though. She'll tell you. <laughs> Auntie, where are we? I'm almost done. And soundness of speech that cannot be condemned, mm -hmm. so that those who oppose you may be ashamed because so they have nothing to say bad about you. So what happens is when you claim to be that you're who you claim to be, and, and you're functioning out there out of self-control, then, then when people criticize you or say something about you, you got no defense because mm -hmm. you're out of control. Right. So they go, oh, you're a Christian. Because you know they love to hit us with that. Mm -hmm. All right. The minute you just, a little bit, they go, oh, you're supposed to be a Christian. I am, but don't step on my shoe again. Amen. Come on, man. Oh, you're going to step on my shoe with I'm going to turn the other shoe? <laughs> no, don't step on my shoe no more. Well, we, <laughs> God ain't looking. <laughs> I can see the Lord shaking his head at me right now. Like, I can't stand that boy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, man, if we fly off and we, man, what happened? What's happened is this. We have to stay in control so that those who oppose you may be ashamed because they have nothing bad to say about you. Right. Why? Because you're always in control. Self-control. So you can make sound decisions. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you have wisdom from on high. Yes. Hallelujah, somebody. Yes. So which way do you go? Do you do this or do you do that? Do you take this medicine or that medicine? Do you take this doctor's recommendation or that doctor? The, there's no moral line for that. There's not a, it's not a simple, this you don't do because that's wrong, this you do because it's right. No, this is, which where do you go? Well, what happens is you shut down the urgency mm -hmm. and you try to make, the, you, you decide to do the most important thing. Right. Based on what? Running into the Lord. Right. He's my tower. He's my city. He's my fortress. He's my walls up. Amen. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Which way do I go? Which job do I take? Well, don't always do urgent and say, I want the one with the most money. Right, you right. need to step back and take a look at it and go, hey, what's most important? Well, the most money, but you work seven days a week, losing your, you don't, never with your kids anymore, missing all the games and all that crap. Because you're out trying to make money. Is that the most important thing? Definitely. So you're making money, but your family's failing. See, so what's important Amen. and what's urgent? Amen. I think about verse Amen. 11. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. So the grace of God has appeared to offer salvation to all people. Go. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passion. It teaches us to have control to say no to ungodly and worldly passions. That's the things that are urgent. And live self-controlled, upright, godly lives, even in this present age. Yes, sir. We can do that even now where everything else is out of control. Amen. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Do you, know, do you realize how bad of a state America's in right now? Yes. I mean, we got trouble in the Middle East. We got trouble with China. We got, oh, America's got a lot of trouble right now. Yes, we do. And I'm looking at Washington going, man, we really in trouble. Mm-hmm. This is not right. 
I'm going to say this not right, and I repent before I even say it. They can blow Washington up. Blow it up. There's nothing there. Politicians don't give a crap about you. You guys know that, right? Right. Okay, don't be silly out here. So what is our walls of protection? This sure ain't the government. Amen. Hallelujah. So even in this present age, you can stay in control. Based on what? Auntie, it seems like it don't fit, but it sure does. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. And what does that grace do? Get you to heaven? Yes. But it also teaches you to say no. See, that's your heart being transformed by love. Amen. It teaches you to say no to ungodly worldly passions. Live a self-controlled, upright life. Why? Because I'm so grateful for what he did for me. Thank you, Jesus. And I need to present my body a living sacrifice. So that means I got to fight a lot of my urges. Mm-hmm. And think what? Short-term urgent? Yeah, this is urgent. But man, long-term, that might not be good. Amen. Auntie, go. While we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. While we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who did something. Who know gave, what he did, Auntie? Who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness. Know what that means? It means that he kept self-control all the way to the cross. Yeah. Think about it. They followed him around trying to trick him. He, all he did was try to do good. They accused him. Mm-hmm. Even disciples sold him out. People, they beat him. They, they stole the stuff. They, he drugged down. He was drugged down the road trying to go to Calvary and they nailed him, they stuck thorns on his head, stuck him in his side. And, and here's the thing, this is self-control. He knew all that was going to happen the whole time and he stayed in the groove of what? Control. And then he goes, listen, if I lost control, I could call down legions right now and stop this. You're not taking my life. I'm giving my life. Amen. Because I can shut this party down right now if I lose control. That's right. Now, if Jesus said he could have did that, that means he could have did that. That's right. He could have said, nope. Remember, he went to the Lord and said, Lord, let this cup pass. There's got to be a better way. Then he goes, nope, self. What's the most important thing? Yes. The urgent thing is I don't feel good right now. I don't like this. But what's important is everybody being saved by my name. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. You. So, what was, see, he was showing his urgency. He was saying, man, I don't like this. But what's important? What's important is that, man, I got I to gotta do this thing so everybody else who's called by my name, will be saved. Yes. So he gave himself for us to redeem us from our weakness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good, eager to have self-control, eager to make sound decisions, 
eager to hold your emotions and so you can look at the thing and decide the best way to go. Yes. Which way do I go? Which, this a cartoon character said it. Which way do I go? Which way do I go? Which way do I, what decision do I make? What house do I buy? What job do I take? How much what money do I, do I invest in this? Do I get this insurance or that insurance? Well, don't be urgent. Be important. Hallelujah. What's wrong with my kid? We didn't teach our kids self-control like that. We teach our kids self-control like this. If you don't stop, I'm going to throw you out that window. If you don't quit, I'm going to roll this window down, put your head out, and roll it back up. That's how I teach self-control. I don't know about you. <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't stop, I'm going to open this stairs to the basement, and I'm going to throw you down. <laughs> now, you in control? Yep, I'm in control now. Okay. See, that's, that's not really self-control. That's fear. That's right. I lose my God don't want you to have fear. Right. You know, it's not fear. He wants you to love him. Therefore, you control yourself because you love him. Right. You ran into him. His glory has splashed <coughs> upon your life. And now all that matters, all that matters is you and him. Amen. In those moments, those urgent moments where you have to make important decisions. So wisdom, we'll be looking at wisdom for a while. I want you guys to be wise, not smart, wise. Wise, it's a difference. I know a lot of stupid, smart people. Amen. Amen. Come on, wise. To be wise is something different. To be wise gets you out of everything. Amen. To be wise makes you, you just keep making good decisions. To be wise, it doesn't, it doesn't find you in places you shouldn't be. To, to be wise, it doesn't have you doing things you... Man, how did I get here to see wisdom is different from smart? People, people always say, Man, you're kind of smart. I'm like, No, I like wisdom. I'm smart. Man, I don't know what 38 plus 38 is unless I stop for a second. 38, 38, mm. 76. See, I didn't know that. But wise goes, Who cares? <laughs> But that don't matter. <laughs> so give me wisdom. Come on, I'm gonna get these people out of here. So what are we doing, guys? Uh, we want to be people that are wise, not urgent. I know it matters. I know it matters. But let's do important. It'll fix the urgent problem too. I promise. Amen. So which way do you go? Which, which decision do you make? Amen. Make your decisions with wisdom. Self-control. Control yourself for a minute. Handle your relationships with self-control. Handle these maniacs out here with self-control. Hallelujah, somebody. Father, we give you glory and praise, and we ask and pray that the word of God will seep into our hearts. 
and it will help us to function down here until the return of your son. So Lord, we thank you and praise you for blessing us and showing us things and teaching us things. And Lord, we trust in something. We trust that you are a safe place. You are the protection that we run into. So those that run into you will be safe. So therefore, Lord, speak to our hearts, speak to our minds, and we'll be okay. So give us strength, give us grace and mercy to achieve these goals. And we pray this thing in Jesus' name. Come on, let's do communion so I can get you.